Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service in Chill, and this is just a quick one-off to sort of say happy birthday to one of the most influential rap records of all time, ladies and gentlemen. It is to Cal from the one and only Method Man. Now, from Wikipedia, Tikal is the debut studio album by American rapper and Wu-Tang Clan member Method Man. It was released November 15, 1994 by Def Jam Records. It was the first Wu-Tang solo album released after the group's debut, Enter the Wu-Tang. Similar to all first-generation solo Wu-Tang projects, Tikal was mainly produced by group member RZA who provided a dark, murky, and rugged sound. The album features guest appearances from RZA, Raekwon, Inspecta Deck, as well as several affiliates who would later appear on future group projects. On November 5th, 2017, Method Man revealed on the Viceland talk show Desus and Mero that the album's title is an acronym for Taking Into Consideration All Lives. It's kind of like Method Man was the forebearer to the All Lives Matter movement, which would make sense considering his second album had a feature from Donald J. Trump. So here is a quick track breakdown. Coming in at number one, To Cal, followed by Biscuits, then Bring the Pain. Number four, All I Need, track number five, What the Blood Plot. Number six, Meth Births Chef, Birth, Meth Births Chef, featuring Raekwon. Sub Crazy, produced by Fourth Disciple. Release Yodel, featuring Blue Raspberry. PLO Style, produced by Fourth Disciple and featuring Carlton Fisk. Don't think it's the actual basketball player. Track number 10, I Get My Thing in Action. Track number 11, Mr. Sandman, featuring The RZA, Inspect the Deck, Street Life, Carlton Fisk, and Blue Raspberry. Track number 12, Stimulation. Track number 13, the remix to Method Man. Now, the European bonus tracks uh, included I'll Be There For You slash all, uh, You're All I Need To Get By, featuring Mary J. Blige. International bonus tracks included the Bring The Pain remix and the Releasio Delft Prodigy remix. Now, Method Man himself acted as a producer and an engineer on the record, but it was primarily produced by the RZA, who, who also acted as the executive producer and engineer. Now, the album did have a lot of features. A lot of people did have their hands in this uh, in, in the chef's pot, as they say. However, not necessarily Raekwon the chef. But one of the things that's interesting to think about in this album, this is actually a re-recording of the Tikal album. See, the original album was lost in a studio flood. So the fact that this is the record that we got makes me wonder what the original record sounded like. That being said, there's really no way to know unless you're Method Man or the RZA or anyone who was involved in that original recording. That being said, it's a great album and it's definitely worth the hour of your time that it takes to listen to. Now, fast forward 26 years and you're hearing him get even better. Method Man on tracks like Lemon with Conway the Machine 
have sort of shown us that rap is a weird sport and that if you take it really, really seriously, you can get better with age. This isn't like basketball. This isn't like baseball or football or boxing. You can get better with age. A perfect example of that is Little Fame of MOP. If you listen to any, uh, any of his features in the last few years, holy crap, that dude was never ever garbage, but he's gotten better as a rapper, as someone to listen to. So now with Method Man, you're hearing a guy that's pushing 50 years old and is still able to brutalize beats with the best of the best of the current generation. So included in the links below are going to be the Spotify and the iTunes link to this record. Highly recommend you listen to it. If not, that's okay. I'm not going to judge you. I ain't mad at you. Life goes on. But in my honest opinion, this is one of the best records to uh, come from the Wu-Tang Clan proper. Now, here is a review that I owe you fine listeners that I was supposed to give you on Wu-Tang Wednesday, but because I suck at life, I didn't get it to you. And I apologize for that. That is 100% my fault. I own that no excuses. All right, so Wu-Tang Wednesday, I was supposed to give you a proper review for Killa Army's new record, Full Metal Jackets, and I was supposed to give that to you because it was Veterans Day. However, absolute failure 100% on my part. Now, that being said, Full Metal Jacket is produced in its entirety by Killa Army member Ninth Prince. Now, if you are a longtime fan of Killa Army and you listen to records like Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars or Dirty Weaponry, this is the sort of record that is a perfect follow-up to that. My questions for Ninth Prince would have been things like, how do you make a record in 2019 and 2020 that sounds like a record that was released in 1997? And how do you keep that same energy as a 40-year-old man that you did for a, as a 19 or 20-year-old kid making your first record? Because it sounds very similar to their first record, and it sounds very similar because it keeps a lot of the same energy. Now, that being said, it does feature artists like El Camino, uh, William Cooper, Reverend Burke, guys who you might have missed on previous Wu-Tang records, uh, other Wu-Tang affiliates, but you also have verses from guys like Planet Asia, Rascast, Stickman of uh, Dead Prez, uh, Kill a Priest, Ill Bill, 60 Second Assassins on a sequel to Wake Up off of the first record. It's a record that feels like the first time in the best way possible. It's also available as an instrumental record, so if you're not necessarily into conspiracy rap beat-wise, it still brings you back to an era where the beats were kind of scary. They felt kind of dangerous. Going back to the very first rec uh, record, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, it goes to a Bill Cooper book, Behold a Pale Horse, and a chapter in there. Now, it always felt when you were listening to Killa Army like they were trying to expose some truth that was being hid from you as an American, as a world citizen. They were trying to give you knowledge that other people were hiding from you. Now, with that being said, I think they always uh, hit the mark with that, and this record itself is no different. But again, if you're not into uh, heavy conspiracy rap, the instrumental album is there. Now, personally, my favorite way to listen to the instrumental album is as kind of like the backdrop for the 
Joe Rogan, Alex Jones interview. If you're going to listen to that, you should probably listen to this instrumental record because they're going to complement each other because you're feeling like you're receiving information that is supposed to be hidden from you. All in all, rounding out at 35 minutes, you're not going to feel like you wasted your time, especially if you're already into the subject matter. But if you're just looking for something to bang in your ride, check out the instrumental record. It is quickly becoming a personal favorite of mine in a day uh, where so many of the beats just kind of sound the same, where they're kind of generic and they're just almost like pushed out of like a K-cup coffee maker, like a Keurig, like you push a button and shit just comes out. It's a lot like that now with rap music and, and with music by and large. This record doesn't feel like that. This record feels like people took their time to make it for people who liked their work already. It wasn't made to, I don't think, to um, make new fans. However, I think this record down the line will make some new fans, but it will also bring people into records like Dirty Weaponry or Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars or even Love, Fear, and War, which ironically came out on September 11th, 2001, which is perfect if you're into conspiracy rap. The flip side of that is coming out on September 11th, 2001, aside from the obvious tragedy at the Towers, is you're also competing against Jay-Z's Blueprint, which also came out on September 11th. So it's gonna be very easily overshadowed by a record which has songs like The Takeover on it, because at that time, I don't even remember this record coming out because everything was about Jay-Z's Blueprint album and all of the hype surrounding that very cool, very, very, very well-produced album. So it's easy to kind of fall back into the memory. And so, in my opinion, Killer Army is the sort of group that you get and really get into because of a streaming service, because everything is there online for you to listen to. Now, if you like Kill Army, one of the very cool things is they've influenced a lot of groups to include nonfiction, rappers like Ill Bill, Dead Prez, Immortal Technique, the list really goes on. So if you like this record, if you like an album like Full Metal Jackets, then you're probably gonna like a record like Dirty Weaponry, or silent weapons for dirty wars and once you go down that rabbit hole it's a very fun rabbit hole because you end up listening to a lot of artists with very diverse points of view and i think that when it comes to music that maybe should be what's important to you is that you're making sure that you're not listening to a lot of stuff that sounds you know like everything else because when you start listening to music that sounds like everything else that you're listening to you, you end up with a really boring palette. So my way, my uh, my weekend recommendation is the Velvet Underground's Loaded. It's a fun record to listen to. Sweet Jane is probably my favorite song on there, but I have to go back and give it another listen because it deserves another listen. All right, have a great rest of your weekend. Kick today's ass. Do not let it kick yours and have some fun because if you're not having fun, what's the point? Uh, we will have a new updated Woken Bake coming very, very soon. Uh, I love all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, bless your hearts.